Welcome to the ALUX.com podcast, the place where future billionaires come to get inspired. Today's topic is 15 business thoughts on Apple and the iPhone 12. Hello, Alexers, and welcome back to an exciting Sunday motivational video. Unless you've been living under a rock for the past few days, there's no way you missed the iPhone 12 launch at Apple's latest event. Rumors were confirmed. The flagship phone is here in an eye-catching presentation. Don't get us wrong, we love Apple both as a product developer and as a brand. We ourselves use their products and have spent tens of thousands of dollars throughout our relationship with them. During the event, we had some thoughts that we've been discussing in-house, which we all agree are worth sharing with you to get your take on what's happening. Number 1. Quality of the product is top-notch. Let's get the main flashy things out of the way. Apple is by far the leading company when it comes to branding and production value for their events. They've got that $200 billion in cash at hand that they can deploy to simply purchase the best of the best. You see, the headquarters? That's money. The set they built for the event? Money. The way the products are sold, the way the video is produced, the transitions, the colors, the overall vibe, it's all built this feeling of a premium product, something we were used to seeing only with luxury products, but with a familiar, friendly tone. They nailed it. You're being sold a luxury product by a company that's presenting itself as an old friend. That's why Apple has such a strong fan base. Immediately after the event, articles and videos were already popping up with what to expect from the new iPhone, and they'll keep going like that until next year. Building a loyal fan base is incredibly hard, and Apple has managed to get the best kind, the one who's willing to spend some money. Number 2. They deliver less, but charge the same price for profit. Here's a big problem everyone has with the new launch. They removed the headphones and the charging brick, but they kept the same price. That's where people are seeing through your bullshit as an obvious money grab. The only thing coming in the box with the actual phone is a lightning cable to USB Type-C connectors, and their argument is as follows. There's plenty of iPhone chargers in the world, so we're including a USB-C to lightning cable in the box that doesn't work with any previous iPhone chargers. Unless you have a charging brick from other devices like the new iPad or MacBook to plug it into, you'll have to purchase a new charging brick, which Apple will gladly sell you for $29 to $39. Not to mention there are other things to consider. This doesn't happen everywhere, but some countries force companies to comply with their regulations regarding health and disability. For example, buying an iPhone in France will still come with lightning headphones because the government insists on it for two reasons. One, because of accessibility disability laws, phones are required to come with headphones in some parts of the world. And two, the law in France says that phone makers need to provide an accessory for limiting the exposure of the head to radioelectric emissions during communications. Everyone else has to get their own. Number three. Through innovation, you now have to pay even more to get things that used to be included in the price. There's nobody in the world who doesn't think saving the planet is a good thing. Here's our problem with the way Apple addressed this issue. Their argument is, we've pulled things out of the main box, lowering the production waste, and we can also fit more into a shipping container. It increases profits and saves the planet. The issue is, for an optimum experience, you still need to purchase a pair of headphones and a charging device. Instead of having all three in a single box, slightly bigger, now you have three different boxes you need to get shipped to you. And you know Apple is selling accessories like crazy. 
How is it less damaging to the environment, and what is the carbon footprint of producing and shipping three different shape boxes, each with their own added elements? Apple is really good at leveraging its position in the market by urging other manufacturers to follow in their footsteps, and you know they will, but more on that later. Number 4. When it comes to sustainable growth, you want to be the second mover. When you're looking to break into a new market and leave your mark, you need to have that first mover advantage. That's what the first iPhone was, a revolution in its own way. Now that they are in a dominating position, Apple has the luxury of allowing others to test things out, wait for the technology to mature, and then come in to do it better. Apple likes to play with it for a bit longer to make sure they get it right. The iPhone 12 isn't the first 5G phone, but for many it will be the first 5G-enabled phone that they'll use. This is one of those fundamental differences in playing your position in business, and the fundamental difference between Steve Jobs and Tim Cook. Steve Jobs was a wartime general, trying to conquer new territory. Tim Cook is a peacetime general, trying to make Apple more money and increase the return for shareholders, and both have been phenomenal at what the company needed from them. Number 5. Privacy is a big deal to the consumer Another thing that caught our eye happened during the announcement of the HomePod Mini. There was a strong emphasis on security and privacy, Apple doubling down that the information these legal wiretaps are getting isn't going to anyone outside of your home. And this is a big selling point today as more and more people are becoming aware and getting forcefully educated on just how much data every single service you use is sourcing from you and using it to shift your behavior. We said it best on Twitter. Social media companies change the name from private message to direct message because your message isn't actually private. If you have no idea what we're talking about, The Social Dilemma is a great documentary on Netflix that will serve as a starting point for you to understand how these companies use your data and why you should take some measures to protect your privacy. Which is why we've been serious about privacy for many years now. We never use our laptops or phones without a VPN active, especially since they integrate well with our Apple products. Just flip a switch and you're safe. If this is something you wish to take seriously, go to alux.com VPN. We personally use NordVPN and have struck an exclusive deal with them for our community, where you're basically getting a 68% discount when you sign up for a three-year subscription. You're getting three years of online anonymity for the price of one year. You're welcome, Aluxer. They've been a supporter of our channel for years now, and our community has benefited from this win-win-win relationship. Go to alux.com VPN now to get yours. Number 6. Carbon Footprint is the New Differentiator The entire world is going eco-friendly. It's just a natural progression to a better world, which is why companies are jumping on the trend. How friendly is your company toward the planet? Look how well we're doing and how poorly everyone else is. Apple once again uses its size in the market to shift the narrative. There is a general switch happening in the marketplace where the main customer of a company is replaced by the new generation. A recent report from Aflac said that 77% of consumers are more willing to purchase from a company with a CSR or Corporate Social Responsibility Pledge. 73% of investors agreed. 
Business leaders know it too. According to one study, 9 in 10 business leaders said consumers would hold them accountable for environmental impact they made through their business, implicitly affecting both their bottom line and the return for investors. The interesting aspect of the carbon footprint argument Apple made that stuck with us was in terms of the size of the shipping box, whereby reducing the size of the box and fitting more during shipping, this is the equivalent to removing nearly 450,000 cars from the road each year. We'll trust them on the math, but this puts a lot of things into perspective. If such a small change could lead to such massive positive returns, a lot of millennials and Gen Zers would like to purchase products that are environmentally conscious. Number 7. iPhones are more expensive in India, the country that makes them, than the US. If you think iPhones are expensive in the US, you're going to be shocked by the prices in other countries. Why does the price differ around the world? Well, 1. Tariffs and trade, you know, the things politicians talk about in their international economic war. And 2. It's not the price as much as the cost of acquisition. Let's take India because it's a great example. As some of you know, Apple has moved production from China to India because of the financial war between the US and China. Let's do the math based on the maxed out models just to keep things simple. The most expensive iPhone available costs $1,528 in the US. In India, because of tariffs, the same iPhone costs 160,000 Indian rupees, which converts to $2,182, making it $654 more expensive in India than the US. But the difference doesn't stop there. Before the COVID situation, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported a median personal income of $3,460 for a full-time worker, meaning a full-time worker in the U.S. would need to work two weeks in order to be able to generate the type of income to afford a new expensive iPhone. The average salary in India is 32,840 Indian rupees. That's 448 US dollars per month. Doing simple math, the average person in India would need to work almost five full months in order to be able to afford it. If you're living in the West, you might not think of iPhones as luxury products, but in emerging markets, working five months just to be able to afford any product qualifies it as a luxury. Apple is not oblivious to this issue, and in an effort to counter that, they're running a special promotion where if you buy a discounted iPhone 11, you're getting free AirPods, so the math is more lenient. Number 8. Mobile gaming will overtake consoles and desktops. We're going to talk about the issues we have with their 5G announcement later, but let's assume a couple of years go by and 5G is available everywhere and ultra-high-performance handheld devices become the norm. Some of these phones coming up right now are a lot more powerful than the traditional PCs people used to have a few years ago. Desktop and console will always be superior in performance, but that's not the relevant benchmark here. Instead, we're interested in adoption and usage. When everyone has a portable computer in their pocket with a connection strong enough to play League of Legends, PUBG, Call of Duty, or Fortnite, if they ever get back into Apple's good graces, adoption of mobile-first gaming will skyrocket. Believe it or not, people are willing to sacrifice a tiny bit of experience for convenience. The success of Nintendo Switch is a good indicator that people are looking for high-performance portable devices, and both games and technology is getting better rapidly every year. We've got this theory that games are the future of digital media consumption because of the immersion and engagement they're able to provide the user. This is the main reason we're looking to get a piece of the action and have our foot planted in the industry. Silently, we've launched a new YouTube channel available at alux.com slash zd.
Our goal is to develop this channel into the ALUX for the gaming industry. If this industry is something that you're into, make sure to subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. Number 9. 30% of Android users are considering switching to iOS. This is one of the more interesting statistics we've read recently about Apple. With the ecosystem fully developed and their devices bluntly copying and improving some features from Android, people are starting to take notice. There will always be people who will look for raw elements like RAM and megapixels, but that's not what this is about. A tractor has more horsepower than a Mercedes, yet we still prefer driving our family in the Benz. The experience of the Apple ecosystem is simply unmatched right now. Both Samsung and Google have failed at being cool enough for the cool kids. We love Google products and we're super excited for the Galaxy Fold, but that didn't turn out so great. It doesn't help that with a Samsung smartphone, you're getting around two years of software upgrades, while Apple is still delivering valuable updates five years in. Number 10. The 5 Revenue Streams at Apple In 2019, Apple brought in $260 billion, with 2020 on track to beat that. Apple is making money with five major revenue streams. One, the iPhone. In the third quarter of 2020 alone, Apple iPhone sales accounted for 44% of the company's total revenue, and most of the iPhone sales come in toward the end of the year with the holiday season after the new iPhone announcement. Two. Services like iTunes, subscriptions, software, or content. These make up 22% of the total revenue. 3. Mac, 12%. 4. The iPad, 11%. And 5. Wearables, home, and accessories, 11%. Obviously, the iPhone is a big driver in the company's finances, but it's not the iPhone that caught our eye. Instead, it's the services and accessory segments. Apple has a unique advantage in the streaming marketplace because the customers already own one of their devices, so you can preload your apps onto them, making the purchase experience smoother. Right now, you have to download the Netflix app and make an account with Apple. It's just a double tap away. 22% of the revenue is incredible, and we believe Apple will continue its push to grow this segment of the company. Secondly, the wearables and accessory side of things is fascinating to us. We're not sure if you get how big this is, but let's take the AirPods alone. So, if AirPods were a standalone company, it would have a market valuation of more than $175 billion, which would make it the 32nd largest firm in the U.S. Add to it the success of the Apple Watch, the new HomePods, and all the dongles in the world that Apple is selling, and you start to realize just how big Apple is. Number 11. Apple didn't get rid of the notch. They actually made it prominent on cheaper models, but hid it on the more expensive ones. This is one of those things that we noticed in their presentation. Apple was being very sneaky about it. While companies like Samsung and others have almost completely removed the notch, on the iPhone, it's still very prominent, but something was different this time. In the last few years, they've been very creative with the wallpapers to hide the presentation, and we're expecting them to do the same this year. Look at this picture. Now, how prominent is the notch on the cheaper models and how hidden it is on the more expensive ones? It's just one of those things you pick up and you know you're being marketed to. Number 12. Verizon and other providers are actually years away from delivering the 5G promise, but they sold it anyway. Okay, let's address the elephant in the room, 5G. They made a big deal about the 5G capability of the iPhone. Honestly, 5G is three to five years away from being mainstream. Buying the new iPhone and expecting it to give you crazy download speeds anytime soon isn't in the realm of reality no matter where you live. 
There are two big issues with 5G that need to be addressed. One, 5G is more like Wi-Fi than 4G. Basically, because of the way the waveform travels, 5G doesn't travel as far as 4G. Unless you're holding onto a 5G tower, you're not going to get top speed, which means in order to provide national coverage, you're going to need a lot more 5G antennas than you do with 4G. And good luck covering an entire country with them when a good portion of the population thinks of them as coronavirus dispensers. Two, secondly, the 5G iPhone you buy in the U.S. will not work with international 5G networks, at least not to the same degree. In order to get it done sooner and cheat the public perception, telecom companies in the U.S. are offering a different type of 5G. If you want a model that works internationally, you're going to have to order specific versions that run on different frequencies. So if 5G was the main reason why you'd want the new iPhone, we recommend waiting until next year. Number 13. The entire industry bashing Apple will follow in the next 24 months. Remember when everyone made fun of Apple for removing the headphone jack and not even 12 months later they did the same thing? We remember and this is very deja vu to us. Every company tried to take a swing at Apple for removing the charging brick knowing damn well they're gonna do the same. Samsung likes to help create drama, then quietly copy Apple later. People have taken notice of this hypocrisy in the past, and it hurts your brand a lot more in the long run than the internet calling you out in the moment. Number 14. Don't call it wireless charging when your charger is attached to a wire. Before we get into this, our position is clear. We hate wires. We hate looking at them, organizing them, having that weird drawer filled with cables that we never throw out. We're fully on board with a wireless future. The problem is, we have a way that it's being sold to us. The truth is, a phone on a wireless charger is less practical than one that's charging through a wire. You can't still be on it and charge if it's laying on the dock. Luckily for us, the big brain at Apple decided to tackle the problem and through extensive innovation and technological breakthroughs, they added magnets to the back of your phone so you can still hold the phone in your hand while it's being wirelessly charged. So instead of having the cable plugged into the phone at the bottom, now it attaches via magnets on the back. It just seems like wired charging with a few extra steps. Number 15. Apple lost its mystery, but it's getting ready for what's next with LiDAR. The last item on our list has to do with the excitement of seeing the next generation of technological products. The iPhone is a matured product, and as happens with anything matured, the blood isn't rushing to all the right places the same way it used to. There's no more mystery or excitement with the iPhone, no matter the James Bond theme song or how many cases you put it in. The more interesting thing that has little to no applicability for most people is the LiDAR they made a priority to stick on the back. LiDAR is a 3D scanner of the world around you. It's a very interesting technology, but why would Apple insist on having it on their most expensive flagship device, as well as on the iPad Pro that came out earlier this year? That's where the future comes into play. We believe Apple will likely release Apple Glasses next year. We have this controversial idea that not many people will be on board with. Our bet is in the long term, nobody will need any device that has a screen. No TVs, monitors, phones, none of it. Instead, we'll be wearing augmented reality glasses that can display all of them on command. Just look toward the wall and you're going to see a TV. Look toward your hand and you'll see an Instagram feed. Or whatever variation of OnlyFans will still be available by then. Our belief is that this entire LiDAR technology is the stepping stone for augmented reality in a sustainable way. 
Apple has the ecosystem, the fan base, and the money to make this a reality, and we can't wait for you to consume our content on this new medium. This was a great podcast today, wasn't it? Thank you for spending some time with us and taking another step toward improving the way you look at life. If you're hungry for more, you can always go to our website, alux.com, or subscribe to us on YouTube. The entire alux.com team wishes you a very productive day.